who are mukhtal fakhur alladhina yabkhaluna those who do bukhl who are stingy from ba khalam see mukhtal fakhur arrogant is who the one who shows off is who the one who is stingy who doesn't give to the others who doesn't share cannot even afford to give a smile cannot even afford to glance at someone i mean really are we that poor that we cannot even look at another person are we that poor that we cannot even stretch our muscles and just give a smile we can talk for hours but why is it difficult to smile at another person alladhina yabkhaluna bukh is basically to withhold what is necessary to give something that you have to give but when you withhold it what is that bukhl and bukhl is not just with regards to money that for example a person should give money but he does not give money for example he has to give zakat he doesn't give zakat so that's bukhl no bukhl is being stingy in the matters of wealth ilm jah and amal wealth first of all that a person must give some money somewhere but he does not give it Secondly, ilm, he has knowledge. He must give that knowledge, he must impart that knowledge, must share that knowledge with someone, but he does not do so. Jah, the honor, the status that a person has. With that status, he can do ihsan on others. He can help them and he must, he should, but he does not. You know, for example, Jah, for example, a person has a certain position in a company. All right? And they know that somebody is looking for work. and they know that this person is qualified they are capable of doing the work so they say okay give me your resume let me give it to my boss hopefully you'll hear back something good from them so he can help him get a job there's nothing illegal going on over here no bribery nothing like that it's just about passing on the resume because it'll be faster it'll be quicker it may be more effective so a person can do that but he says no i'm not going to i'm not going to this is what bukhl and then fourthly amal an action that should be done but a person does not do it so the examples of bukhl are what such as concealing knowledge hmm hiding a part of the book like the bani israil did not requesting for someone when one can not giving zakat not helping another when he is dying when he is burning when he is sick when he is drowning you can help him or her this is all kinds of bukhl likewise You know when the name of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam is mentioned then what is necessary that we do some amal what is that amal that we say sallallahu alaihi wasallam and a person who does not say that who is he how did the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam describe him as a bakhil someone who is stingy who is miserly he is so stingy he cannot even say sallallahu alaihi wasallam how long does it take how hard is it not that hard not too long but still if a person doesn't do it this is bukhl So alladina yabkhaluna and remember that one kind of bukhl is with regards to the duties that are obligated on us. So for example Allah has told us to give zakat. If a person does not give zakat what is that? Bukhl. It's obligatory on us to do this. If we don't that's bukhl. Likewise if there is a guest who is living in your house for the first three days and nights you are supposed to entertain them well. This is what something that the sharia has imposed on us. So if a person does not treat the guest well for the first 3 days and nights then what is that? Bukhl. But remember that bukhl is also with regards to matters that are ma'roof, meaning matters that are expected from a person. It's understood that they should do it. 
For example, paying the fees. If a person is enrolled in a course, they're studying, they're using the resources, then what is their obligation? They have to pay the fees. But if they don't pay the fees, isn't that bukhul? Because what's the definition of bukhul? Withholding what is necessary to give. Likewise, not buying course books. If you don't buy the course book, if you don't have the course book, then how can you study in class? How can you be an effective learner? How can you sit for the exam? How can you study well? Bukhul is what? Withhold what is necessary to give. You have to buy those books. If you don't get them, if you don't have them, then how can you study effectively? Likewise, smiling at someone, because, I mean, they're your neighbor, they are sitting next to you, they are another Muslim, so what's necessary? That you smile at them, you say salam to them. Right? Likewise, sadaqah, it's not mandatory, but it's expected that a person should give. And people are raising money for a noble cause. You have the money. What should you do? Give something at least. There is a person who is asking you for help. You can help. What is necessary? That you help them. If you don't, that's bukhul. Likewise, you have so much colored paper. Your brother asks you for one colored paper. And you're like, no, mine. This is something that children do, right? But we become bakhil even when it comes to paper and pens and markers and pencils. Isn't it? Don't we? That's bukhul. You can't say that, oh, it's never, it's nowhere is it mentioned in the Qur'an and Sunnah that I have to give color paper to my brother. Okay, but isn't this ma'roof? Isn't it something that's expected that you should do? How difficult is it? How hard is it? How much is it going to cost you? You understand? So, bukhul is worse in both cases. Whether it's with regards to matters that are obligated or matters that are expected of an individual. الَّذِينَ يَبُخَلُونَ Such people, Allah does not like them. Because they don't do ihsan. وَيَأْمُرُونَ النَّاسَ بِالْبُخْلِ Moreover, they also command people to do bukhul. They do bukhul themselves and they tell others to do bukhul. Why? Why do they tell others, no, no, don't pay your fees. It's okay. Not a big deal. Who's going to find out? I never bought the book. Why should you? Why do they do that? So that they don't look bad. So that they have more people who are rebelling. So, الَّذِينَ يَبْخَلُونَ وَيَأْمُرُونَ النَّاسَ بِالْبُخْلِ وَيَكْتُمُونَ And moreover, they hide from katama. They conceal مَا آتَاهُمُ اللَّهُ مِنْ فَضْلِ That which Allah has given them out of His bounty. The things that Allah has given them, what do they do? They hide them. They hide them. Why do they hide them? Why? Because they don't want other people to find out that they have them. Because if other people find out, they're going to ask for it. They're going to expect you to give. Allah tells us to do ihsan. And ihsan means you do good without expecting anything in return. You expect from who? Allah Azza wa Jal. So they hide what Allah has given them out of His bounty. And hiding, kitman is of two types. One is through fairy. That for example, Allah has given them wealth, knowledge, ability, opportunity to do something good, the time to do something good. But what do they do? they don't use the blessing properly, so the effect of the blessing is not visible on them. A person has money. They have money. But they dress like an extremely poor person. They have money. But they drive a car that's broken, that's rusted, that barely drives properly. Alright? And if you think about it, bukhul leads to this. That a person keeps all of their money, where? In their bank account. And they show to others, I'm so poor, I have nothing. Why? So that people don't expect anything from them. If there is any gathering, if there is any party, if there is any gift-giving occasion, 
people don't expect anything from them they say oh you know poor guy look at his car i mean look at the kind of clothes he wears some people do this deliberately they demonstrate poverty when they're not actually poor and second kind of kitman is through qaul that a person has a lot but he says he has nothing like for example you have shoes good shoes and you say to your mom i have no shoes i have no shoes because there's poverty in the heart right you think that three pairs of shoes are not sufficient you need five you need 10 you need 12 because you heard from someone that so and so has 12 pairs of shoes so you want more so kitman qawli so both of these things are prohibited because when allah has given a blessing to a person then allah loves to see the effect of that blessing on him and if a person does not use that blessing hides it whether it's knowledge okay or wealth then this is something that's not right so for example when allah has given you knowledge of the quran and if you feel that there's someone who needs to know then what's your obligation that you tell them likewise if you have that knowledge in the heart but it's not coming out in the actions then this is actually concealing the blessing of allah you know what surah al-fatiha means you know what surah al-baqarah means but when you're standing in prayer it's as though you have no idea about what you're doing because you're constantly fidgeting or you you're rushing through your salah i mean if there is knowledge but no action that is also hiding what allah has given to a person walladhina yunfiquna and those people who spend what do they spend amwalahum their wealth aren't they stingy first of all allah said they're stingy now allah says those who they spend because sometimes they do spend but how do they spend in what way ri'a an-nas to show off to people ri'a from ra hamza ya ra'yun to see so ri'a to make a show to be seen so that others see to do something so that the eyes of other people can see that action that deed so they spend why to show off first of all they don't spend when they do spend they spend to show off first of all they don't pray when they pray they pray to show off first of all they don't recite quran but when they recite they recite to show off first of all they don't read their adhkar but when they read they read to show off do you see what i mean so bukh muhtal fakhur ri'a all of these things are connected wala yu'minuna billahi wala bil yawmil akhir and they do not believe in allah nor in the last day because such a person actually lacks faith who the one who shows off because the one who shows off is expecting reward from who from people if he wanted reward from allah if he wanted reward on the day of judgment then would he show off no he wouldn't show off showing off means the faith is lacking allah says wamay yakun ash-shaytanu lahu qareena whoever person shaytan becomes his qareen shaytan becomes his close companion fasaa qareena then what an evil qareen he is Qareen is from the root letters Qaf, Ra, Noon, and Qarn is to join. Qareen is such a friend who is constantly with a person. You know, they're attached to him through Facebook and through Twitter and through text messages and through email and through the cell phone and through the work and through the studies and through whatever they're doing, they're constantly attached to their friend. This is who? Qareen. Alright? So shaitan, if he becomes a Qareen to a person, what does that mean? That shaitan is constantly with him. Doesn't leave him. then what an evil friend shaitan is why because shaitan will whisper evil and the person will listen shaitan will corrupt the intention and the person will accept that corruption 
Shaitan will suggest something wrong and he will accept it. So what an evil friend Shaitan can be. So in other words, such people who are stingy, who are arrogant, who show off, who hide what Allah has given them, what does it mean that Shaitan is their friend? Shaitan is their friend. So if you feel in your heart that your intention is not sincere, that you don't do what you're supposed to do, you don't give what you should give, then there's a bigger problem that you're actually facing. So seek refuge with Allah from shaitan. You know in the Qur'an we learn, whoever turns away from the remembrance of Allah, then shaitan becomes his companion. So the problem is, shaitan is able to overcome you because you have turned away from Allah's remembrance. Check your adhkar, morning and evening. Check your recitation of the Qur'an. Check your salah. What's missing? That shaitan has overpowered you. Allah says, وَمَاذَا عَلَيْهِمْ And what is with them? مَاذَا عَلَيْهِمْ And what harm would come upon them? مَا what ذَا is that? عَلَيْهِمْ upon them. لَوْ آمَنُوا بِاللَّهِ وَالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرِ If they had believed in Allah and the last day. Meaning, if such people had believed in Allah, if they believed in the last day, what would they have suffered anyway? Notice it hasn't been said that what would they have suffered if they did ihsan towards the parents, towards the relatives, towards the neighbors and the friends. No, what has been said? What would they have suffered if they believed in Allah in the last day? Because if a person believes in Allah in the last day, then he will definitely do ihsan. So, وَمَاذَا عَلَيْهِمْ لَوْ آمَنُوا بِاللَّهِ وَالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرِ وَأَنفَقُوا And if they had spent مِمَّا رَزَقَهُمُ اللَّهِ Out of that which Allah has provided them. Meaning, those who think too highly of themselves, who show off, who are stingy, and who spend only to be seen, who lack faith, Allah says about them, reproaching them, that what would they have suffered if they had done things the right way? Meaning, they would have suffered nothing. When you do ihsan to someone, do you really have to spend too much money? Smiling at someone, how expensive is that? Tell me, how expensive is it to stretch your muscles and produce a smile on your face? How much do you have to pay? How much energy are you consuming of your body? How much? Hardly anything. You know, a smile, it's free. It's not difficult to do that. You don't have to pay anything. So, what's the big deal in other words? Why are they stingy? What's stopping them from ihsan? What would they have suffered? Because sometimes we don't do ihsan because we feel we're going to become small. We're going to become low compared to the other. Then we will lose our awe. You know, people will not be impressed with us anymore. You know, right now they fear us. Then they won't fear us anymore. Right now I'm dominant because my brother asked me for paper and I said no. If I give him, the next time he'll ask me again, I will not have the superiority over him anymore. In other words, they feel they will lose a lot if they give in the way of Allah. But the fact is that when you give, you don't lose. What do we learn? Hadith Qudsi. O son of Adam, spend so that you can be spent on. Give so that you can be given. When you give, Allah will give you. Sadaqah does not reduce wealth. When you smile at someone, you get a smile in return. Isn't it so? When you help someone in need, tomorrow Allah will help you when you are in need. Allah will send help to you. So the fact is, one person is the one who gives. 
is generous in his giving, in his actions. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala enriches him, makes him richer. The other is a person who believes he's poor, he has less, so he's greedy, he doesn't share, he doesn't give anything. So what happens? His poverty consumes him. His poverty consumes him. He's never happy. Never at all. He's poor at heart. He's suffering from discontent. So these are two kind of attitudes and we have to check what we are like. That you know when shaitan is overpowering you, waswasa, one thing after the other, then all you have to do sometimes is just say, no, I'm not going to listen, I'm not going to do this. You know for example, there's someone, you know them from work, you see them in a gathering, and you want to go greet them, but shaitan says, no, no, don't. Let them come to you. You know, you're a senior, they should come to you. You're older, you're more pious, you wear hijab and she doesn't wear hijab. She should come to you, why should you go to her? But at that time, all you have to say is, no, I am going to go. How much effort does it take to be good to someone? It doesn't take much of an effort. If someone's stressed out, giving them a hug, how difficult is that? If someone's quiet, having a conversation with them, how difficult is it? How much do you have to suffer? You don't have to suffer much at all. She said at her workplace, there's a lot of stress these days because of the work that they're doing. So she wrote on her desk, smile, it's a charity. So everyone who passes by, they end up smiling and the word goes around and everybody relaxes. How difficult is that to write something good and post it up? How difficult is it? How long will it take you? How much will your hand have to suffer? Or how much will your printer have to suffer because you're printing those sheets out? How much? Not much at all. So those people who are stingy, Allah rebukes them over here. That look at you. Are you that stingy? Are you that small hearted? You can't even spare a little bit? You can't even give a little bit? What can Allah bihim alima? And the fact is that Allah is knowing of them. Allah knows them. Whatever they're doing, whatever is in their heart. And the thing is that anything done for Allah is never wasted. Even if you print one sheet out of your printer, you are rewarded for it. Even if you stretch your smile, your lips a little bit, to pass a smile to someone, even that is an effort that Allah will appreciate. Because, إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يَظْلِمُ مِثْقَالَ Because indeed Allah does not do injustice, even مِثْقَالَ What is مِثْقَال? It is from ثَاقَفْلَا. مِثْقَال is the weight, weight of something. So the weight of ذَرَّهْ, an atom even. How big is an atom? Rather the question should be, how small is an atom? You can't see it with the naked eye. That's enough as a description of how small an atom is. It's unnoticeable. The word dharra in the Arabic language is also used for dust specks that you find floating in the air in a beam of light. You won't see them otherwise, you won't notice them at all, but only when there is a beam of light, then you will see those dust specks floating in the air. That is what dharra is. Some said dharra are like small ants or the head of a tiny ant. A part of an ant. In other words, how small is that? So small you don't even notice it. But Allah does not do injustice even that amount. Meaning if you've done something good and it's that unnoticeable, that small, people disregard it, Allah is not unfair. He will reward you. He will appreciate you for it. إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يَظْلِمُ مِثْقَالَ ذَرَّةِ وَإِن تَكُوا حَسَنَةِ And if it be a good deed, what? That zarra? If it's a good deed, then يُضَاعِفْهَا He will multiply it. ضَادْعِنْفَا He will multiply it many, many times. Meaning in reward, He will give you much more than what you did. You gave a smile. 
and it's written as sadaqa, as charity. You give a hug to someone and relieve them of their stress and Allah will reward you more than what you did to that person. يُضَعِفْهَا He will multiply the reward. وَيُؤْتِ مِنْ لَدُنْهُ And he will give from himself أَجْرًا عَظِيمًا A great reward. A great reward. So the fact is that for a person who is seeking Allah's pleasure, for him every little good deed is worth it. Every little good deed is valuable. Because he knows that even if people don't see, even if they don't acknowledge, who will acknowledge? Allah will. Who will see it? Allah will. Who will reward for it? Allah will. So then it's not hard to put the shoes on the shoe rack instead of the floor. Then it's not hard to put their dirty plate in the dishwasher instead of the sink. You understand? Then it's not hard to do little, little good deeds. It becomes easy. It becomes second nature because a person is expecting reward from Allah. Then it doesn't become hard for a person to pick a tissue paper that someone left behind on the floor and throw it in the garbage. It's not hard then to pick lint off of the masjid carpet. You know, there are some people who will literally go about picking up lint that from people's socks and their bags and their clothes from the masjid carpet. Because the masjid should not look dirty. Apparently it's something very small. Isn't it? Something very small. But who has seen it? Allah will. And Allah is not unjust at all. He gives a great reward. Let's listen to the recitation. Al-lazina yabkhaloona wa ya'muroona al-nasa bil-bukhli wa yaktumoona ma atahumullahu min fadlih وَأَعْتَدْنَا لِلْكَافِرِينَ عَذَابًا مُهِينًا وَالَّذِينَ يُنْفِقُونَ أَمْوَالَهُمْ رِئَاءَ النَّاسِ وَلَا يُؤْمِنُونَ بِاللَّهِ وَلَا بِالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرِ وَمَنْ يَكُنِ الشَّيْطَانُ لَهُ قَرِيْنًا فَسَاءَ قَرِيْنًا وَمَاذَا عَلَيْهِمْ لَوْ آمَنُوا بِاللَّهِ وَالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرِ وَأَنْفَقُوا مِمَّا رَزَقَهُمُ اللَّهِ وَكَانَ اللَّهُ بِهِمْ عَلِيمًا إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يَظْلِمُ مِثْقَالَ ذَرَّهُ وَإِن تَكُ حَسَنَةً يُضَاعِفْهَا وَيُؤْتِ مِنْ لَدُنْهُ أَجْرًا عَظِيمًا So someone who is generous, he tries to earn good deeds in different ways. How? By benefiting everyone. Even if it means benefiting them in the smallest way possible. But helping people. You know, you're standing outside the grocery store and you see someone's going through their purse looking for a quarter and they cannot find it. And you hear their conversation, they don't have a quarter, they cannot find it. They're not poor, I'm sure they can afford one. They just don't have that right now. And there you are standing with your cart and you will go push it in and you will press it and you will take your quarter out, put it in your bag and walk away. What should you do at that time? What is their son? What is their son? You have so much money, alhamdulillah, Allah has given you. And even if you don't have much... Giving your quarter to them or giving your car to them because you're done is also a sadaqah. You help someone and Allah will help you. Hmm? 
Save it forever. Save it forever. Because a quarter, what is its value? You know, sometimes children eat it. Right? And they pass it through their stool. I mean, who's going to use that then? This is the value of a quarter. Yes. Jannah dollars. Yeah. That when you're doing something good to someone, helping someone, you're earning Jannah dollars. Right? You're gaining Jannah points. So, little, little good deeds matter a lot as well. So we should not belittle them. Sometimes you don't need something. You don't have the wish for it, the desire for it. For example, you have the food, but you're not hungry. So at that time, what should you do? Waste it and throw it? No, give it to someone who might want it. So, Every little good deed matters. You know, removing a rock from the way. Now that it's summer, you're walking outside, you see a branch on the walkway, you see a rock, what should you do? Move it aside, put it aside. Nobody will see it, it's a darrah. But who knows? Allah knows. And on that day, little, little good deeds will matter. When the deeds will be weighed, and some people will need just a few more to get to Jannah. Just a few more, but they won't have them. So, Every little good deed matters. Today, it seems small, but on that day, it matters a lot. In the sight of Allah, it's really very meaningful. Sometimes it's something as small as wiping the counter dry after using it. Putting the slippers of the washroom where you found them, or in the proper place, so that the next person who comes to the washroom will actually be able to use them. Right? So this is the Small, small deeds. Every little good deed matters. And a person who neglects such deeds, ignores them, then what happens? He ends up ignoring greater deeds as well. Isn't it so? When you don't notice little things, then a point comes when you don't even notice big things. Correct? How? Give me an example. When you don't notice little things, you don't even notice big problems. That for example, if your kitchen counter is not stone, alright? And there's water always over there. And you don't wipe it. You don't wipe it clean. You don't see the water over there. You ignore that. Then sometimes what happens? There's actually fungus growing over there. There's you know icky stuff over there. But you don't even notice that. Sometimes people don't see how if their window has been made wet, they don't dry it up. And then what happens? It grows fungus and they don't even notice that fungus. Isn't it? So then... A person who is stingy, who ignores little deeds, he ends up ignoring bigger deeds. This is what happens. And for such people, Allah says, فَكَيْفَ إِذَا جِئْنَا Then how will it be when we will come, meaning we will bring, مِنْ كُلِّ أُمَّةٍ From every nation, بِشَهِيدٍ A witness. On the day of judgment, what predicament will such stingy, miserly people will be in when witnesses will be brought from every nation? Who is this witness? This witness refers to their messenger. This messenger will be brought to testify against the people that yes, the message was conveyed. Did the Prophet ﷺ not teach us? Did he not instruct us about sadaqah? About the benefits of sadaqah, the rewards of sadaqah, that it does not reduce wealth? That even smiling is a charity? That even removing a harmful thing from the way is a charity? Did he not teach us that? Yes, he did. So if we did not take advantage of such opportunities, then whose fault is it? Our fault. So on the day of judgment, if we lack the Jannah dollars, then فَكَيْفَ How will it be? إِذَا جِئْنَا مِنْ كُلِّ أُمَّةٍ بِشَهِيدٍ 
وَجِئْنَا بِكَ And we will bring you, O Prophet ﷺ, عَلَى هَؤُلَاءِ Upon these, meaning upon your nation, shaheedan as a witness. Meaning, then such people will have no excuse. No excuse. The records are there. The messenger is testifying that he conveyed. So if someone does not have the Jannah dollars that day, then whose fault is it? It is his fault. So yawma idhin, on that day, يَوَدُّ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا Those people who disbelieve, they will wish, they will desire, they will yearn. وَعَصَوُ الرَّسُولَ And they also had disobeyed the messenger from Ain Saadiya Isliyan. Those who disbelieve and those who disobeyed the messenger, what will they wish that day? لَوْ تُسَوَّى بِهِمُ الْأَرْضِ If the earth would be leveled with them. Tusawwa from seen wawiyah, taswiyah is to level, to smoothen, to make plain. So they will wish that somehow the earth is leveled on them because they'll be so embarrassed. They'll be so humiliated that they were stingy with regards to little, little things. They were stingy with regards to little, little things. They were too arrogant to smile, too stingy to give one post-it. Yeah? Too stingy to give one pen, to share one chip, to give one sip of juice. Really, that's stingy? So when that stinginess will be brought forth, then embarrassment and humiliation will cover such people. And they will not be able to hide from Allah hadith any speech. Meaning nothing at all they'll be able to hide. Hadith hadatha means speech. So this ayah tells us that those who disbelieve and those who disobey the messenger will be utterly humiliated and embarrassed on the day of judgment. Disobedience to the messenger is not something small. If the messenger said, he told us to do something and we don't do it, this will actually lead to great humiliation. Let me give you an example. Performing the sunnah prayers. Performing the sunnah prayers. Two sunnah before the fajr. Right? Two sunnah after maghrib. These are what? Sunnah prayers, right? And if a person does not pray them, despite the fact the Prophet ﷺ prayed them always, always he performed them. Even when he was traveling, he performed the sunnah rakat of fajr. If we don't do that, this is what? Disobedience to the messenger, Right? This will actually cause humiliation on the Day of Judgment, embarrassment on the Day of Judgment. Tell me, how long does it take to read two raka'at? قُلْ يَا يُوَ الْكَافِرُ In the first raka'at, قُلْ هُوَ اللَّهُ أَحَدٍ In the second raka'at. How long does it take you? For many of you, probably takes you two minutes. Or three minutes. Maximum five minutes. Maximum. How hard is that? How hard is that? Is that physically exhausting? Two raka'at. Are they physically exhausting? They're not physically exhausting. So what is stopping us then? It's our own stinginess. Today it's stinginess. Tomorrow it will be great embarrassment and humiliation. Recitation. فَكَيْفَ إِذَا جِئْنَا مِن كُلِّ أُمَّةٍ بِشَهِيدٍ وَجِئْنَا بِكَ عَلَى هَاؤُلَاءِ شَهِيدًا you know, sometimes we stop ourselves from doing good when we can, very easily. What do we tell ourselves? I don't feel like it. I don't want to do it. I just don't want to. I don't feel like it. Who's telling you that you don't want to do it at that time? It's shaitan. 
it may be hard upon you to do it but you can get up and do it still you can have a rush of energy and still do it even when you're tired there are some things that you have to do right for example your homework for school you have to do it you can't get out of it you're at work you're exhausted you want to go sleep but it's work you have to do it otherwise you're not going to get your paycheck don't you make yourself do it you make yourself do it why because you tell yourself i have to do it so likewise there are certain good deeds many good deeds that we have to do for our own good and at that time you have to tell yourself have to do it i have to do it too bad too good in fact not too bad too good i have to do it 